live from Cool Boy Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, we are just three cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. This is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. Greetings, cool boy Bat Nation, and welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond. A Cool Boys podcast. I'm Felk. I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Uh, so cool. Tonight's episode is Fear of Victory, directed by Dick Seabass. Written by Samuel Warren Joseph. This episode aired September 29th, 1992. Features the villain, the Scarecrow. Wikipedia says the Scarecrow invents a fear chemical that is activated by adrenaline. Then he uses it to affect the outcome of athletic events. Whenever a single person becomes agitated, the fear chemical kicks in, turning his excitement to fear. The Scarecrow bets against the sports stars teams as part of his criminal scheme to scare up some quick cash, and Batman and Robin must foil his plot. So this is the... First time we've seen Robin since Christmas with the Joker? Yeah. We haven't seen Robin since then, right? And it feels like this is really like the first introduction to Robin, too. It does kind of feel that way. Um, I like how they basically introduced like college as an element to this uh, show. No, well, they actually introduced college back in Joker's first episode, uh, episode three, Nothing to Fear, because Joker was attacking... Gotham University because they fired him. I'm sorry. Scarecrow was attacking Gotham University because they fired him. So this episode's finally like Scarecrow coming home because he finally returns to Gotham University in this episode. And this time it's corrected the show because it's like, oh, yeah, Dick Grayson's there. Because last time when they had the whole Gotham University stuff with Scarecrow, there's no mention of Dick Grayson going there, especially when Batman's dealing with it. But in this episode, it's like, oh, yeah, Dick Grayson's going to Gotham University. So they interject him with the uh, roommate Brian the Rock Rogers, you know, who's the uh, what quarterback for Gotham University, and uh, he goes by the nickname The Rock. Did you guys notice that? I didn't. Yeah, they call him The Rock. Do you think that he was uh, based on The Rock? He looks like it a little bit. If The Rock had, you know, like that kind of hairline, for mm-hmm. sure, absolutely had hair. He did kind of had hair back in Rundown, right? Yeah, he kind of looks like a rundown rock, a little bit longer hair. <laughs> That's kind of cool. That's uh, by the way, would you accept a telegram from that creepy ass <laughs> telegram service the no. scarecrow was just doing when nope. he dropped off a telegram for uh, Brian the Rock Rogers? I felt like he looked like a bellhop. I, I would totally have been like, uh, I'm not going to open this envelope with weird <laughs> from Mr. yeah, fucking <laughs> throw this shit away immediately, or maybe close the door in that guy's face. That guy looked like a creep. It's a weird. It's a weird. It's a great creep uh, animation, by the way. Though I really did like that. Like it felt. It felt creepy. He looks creepy. Uh, talking about this uh, football game, uh, I was gonna say that one of the things that happened was that Brian the Rock Rogers got you know in the telegram he got obviously poisoned by the scarecrow, but those guys charging after him. Classic Anthrax. Didn't they look? Yeah, yeah. Didn't they look like monsters to you from Space Jam? Didn't they resemble that kind of look to you? It did to me. Football instead of obviously basketball, but it definitely felt monstery to me. All I remember about that movie is the fuckable bunny. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Yes. We, what was her name again, Felk? Lola. Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny. Yeah, she had a tight figure. You, have, I liked about uh, this that was so kind of random was that Scarecrow's just doing this to gamble is basically like he's just trying to make some money absolutely he's trying to make some ends meet he's like oh, i need to get my chemicals they cost a lot of money so i'm just gonna rig some uh football games and some college other games and you know it's like real low stakes that uh it is that this is involved i love that that's one of my favorite things is that this one is just it's just completely low stakes he just wants some money so he can like do some more like fucking like laboratory work or whatever um steve by the way we just had another steve sponsored cliffhanger act break where batman was falling in where you didn't know how it was gonna turn out and then he has his grappling hook Grappling hook, and he swings into a hot lady's fucking apartment, and she's got huge titties and cleavage spilling all over. She was going to fuck him. You know, I think he comes back later because he made a note. I thought I thought he didn't, and it was because she didn't have a child, and he only, he only <laughs> wants to bang moms, single moms. That's a, it's a fetish of his. One of my favorite things coming up is this uh, detective work that uh, I like it Batman gets involved with because he sees that Robin's sick and has the fear. So because Robin you couldn't you know save uh-huh. him and let him drop him, and he and he ties that into well your roommate Brian the Rock Rogers also seemed to be scared. So he does this thing where he, he tests it out with a cat and a mouse, and he was willing to sacrifice his mouse because what if it didn't work? He just does some animal cruelty, you know. That's that's what rich people do. He doesn't he doesn't ask questions. He also like hacks into the the police, you know, computers. But Steve, he also goes into Robin's dorm room dressed as Batman and Robin's dressed as Robin. <laughs> so it's like, wait, what the fuck? Like anybody would have gone in there and been like, Dick, what are you doing in here with Batman? And why are you dressed as Oh <gasps> Bruce Wayne? No, and then just kill, kill him. They're investigating Kill him. I Yeah, they're investigation. You know. Uh, unrelated. What's this shit that Batman has like 20 cats like, caged up at all times in the Batcave and like 20 rats caged up in feeder mice? He has all these animals. Like, what is he doing? Is he testing shampoo? What is he doing? What you I don't think- see is the orphan children he has caged up to test things that need to be tested on human. Like frog? Yeah. Felk, Felk, the orphan children are for Alfred. We know Alfred likes to bathe orphan children. No, they're for Batman's experiments, but ever so often Alfred comes down and gets, gets, a, gets a little Alfred time. As the, as he gets the bathe one. He gets the bathe one shirtless again. They call it Alfred time. Oh, yeah, they love it. Yeah, it's your Pennyworth time. Absolutely disgusting. Vile. We'll never get jobs at Disney. Well, I I, 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 I like this episode. I thought it was fun. I, I enjoyed how we got uh, Arkham uh, cameos. Yeah, me too. I love it. We have Joker. We got Poison Ivy. We got Two-Face. And here's something interesting I thought about Poison Ivy. I thought and said during the episode, the Poison Ivy episode, that um, she went to prison. I was like Arkham Asylum. And then Felk, I think it was you who corrected me with like it was Stonegate or Blackgate prison or whatever. She she has been transferred from Stonegate prison to Arkham Asylum. She's now at Arkham, which makes more sense. And she still has her plant, right? Doesn't it, doesn't she still have the uh, what was it? What was the rose called, Steve? Again, do you remember? You looked it up. I remember you looked it up. I don't remember. You don't remember what it was called, Steve? So the episode was pretty poison, and the rose, right? The rose was called the th- wild thorny rose. The wild thorny rose, which Batman yells at it, the bottle for the weed. Mm-hmm. Classic. The wild thorny rose. Classic line from Batman. And dispensaries. 
Oh, you know what? I'm looking at a Poison Ivy's thing. It's not the Wild Thorny Rose. It's just a bush. They gave her like a ficus or some shit. No. Well, she she loves it. It's her special. And they, and they leave, and they leave. you know, of course, Harvey with his coin. It's like, why are they leaving them with their fucking, like, their all devices. these, like, things? Yeah, all their, yeah, all their vices. It's very odd. It's something that we talked about in Pretty Poison when they leave her at the end with her fucking wild thorny rose in prison. It's like, wait, why would you give that to her? She's in scrubs, though, I think. She's in, like, she's in, like, medical stuff. But in this, they let them all have their, like, super villain outfits. Yeah, they're <laughs> wearing their costumes. They're like, that's all right. Even the scarecrow dummies in full scarecrow costume too. Yeah, yeah. What is this? And I love how Joker. As soon as Batman rips the hat off and you see that's a dummy, Joker just starts laughing. I love how Joker's so tied in to any time like the jig is up on Batman or something. He just gets it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to even see it. He knew. Great laugh too by uh, Mark Hamill. Uncredited, I think, as well in this episode. For that laugh, how dare they? Really? I think... Uh, no, he's uncredited for an Arkham guard, according to my notes. Oh, oh, cool. I didn't know that. Well, there you go. Scarecrow gets a design update, and we finally see it. And it is a totally new face. And what is the big change here? Hair. He has hair now. Yay. Is that the big change? That's the main big change, other than his like face looks like he has teeth now and like a weird jaw, like underbite. I thought it's like, yeah, they were trying to make him more skeleton. Well, they, I think they changed him the next time you see him, too. I, I think they're not done yet. So we do get, like, our first big reboot, right? This is the first, like, villain reboot. Mm -hmm. And this is before the animation change. Like, the stylistic animation change that happens between, like, seasons two and three, this is before that. So they were modifying even Scarecrow in, in, this, uh, in season one. Yeah. You know, time jumps around so much in the series, it's hard to tell. <laughs> it also makes sense, right? Because he's like, it's a mask. Uh -huh. The last one could have been damaged or whatever. It's just made a new mask. He wanted to be more scary, so he put it, made it more skeletal. You know what's kind of funny is this this hired goon. It's like creepy-ass hired goon. When they ask him to go like hurt this, like, you know, Mr. Lucky, he, like, smirks. Like, he, like, likes, like, he likes hurting people. It's very weird. And they're bad guys. Like, he wants to hurt somebody. Like, he just, he's, like, itching all day to, like, beat someone down. I figure that's what people, bad guys, want to do is... Just want to beat somebody down all day. Beat somebody up, yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe so. I think it's a pretty fucked up uh, ending, even though you did mention, Steve, that Scarecrow's plan is essentially just uh, a, to win a bunch of bets and make some money. You know, like, that's all he really wanted to do, right? Um, I think it's pretty fucked up in the end. He's willing to drop this, you know, what is it, this fear powder onto a crowd at the stadium uh -huh. at the end, in the, in the final act, in the big set piece. And, like, would have caused like, a crowd with a fucking whole bunch of fucking fear talks. And would be essentially what happens in Batman Begins, where they, what, people tear themselves apart in Batman Begins. Like, like, that's how I understood Batman Begins. It's like, it was like really violent acts of criminal acts on top of people, like purge night type of shit. Regarding the ending, I thought it was, I, I like, I thought it was very cinematic how they did the, you know, they do that, I think, a few times so far. They've done it a few times where, they do this cross-cutting. I'm not sure of the, the correct term. Oh, with Robin? Yeah, where they're like basically showing some action going on, and at the same time with Robin and him overcoming his fear and them both being related. They, you know, they did it before. And, yeah, Robin watching them from a distance, yeah. Uh-huh. High stakes, too. And they're all high up in the fucking rafters and shit. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And 
Robin's um, money catch or uh, uh, test tube catch money shot. Yeah, is supposed to match is, the football. It's eventually used in the show open. Oh, is like, it? For the uh, yeah, for when they when they do like the adventures of uh, Batman and Robin, and they kind of change up the show open so it's no longer the bank robbery vignette. Uh huh. They sh- that's one of the final shots right before they go Batman and Robin or whatever it is, and you know they they go to the title card. It's it's like him swinging or I I mean at least I recall it's a very like you know uh huh important shot in the opening show open like where they cut the montage where he swings and catches it yeah it is a great money shot I mean it's a I mean can you imagine doing that live how that would be an incredible shot to try to pull off live and it's beautiful one of the things I think starting even with like um. I would say like episodes like Joker's Favor um, and even like Feet of Clay moving on is that you've seen some incredible animation. Like there's their animations really stepped up. They had some really shitty animation, some early episodes. You can see because they're kind of maybe rushed to get episodes done and ready for air. But like things have gotten great with rack focuses and that shot of Robin catching that test tube is fucking great. Like it's a solid shot. I agree. All right, guys. What are your boys? Um, I give this one four. Oh, four out of five? I give it three out of five, actually. I liked it. It was okay. I liked, like I said before, how it was just like uh, kind of a lower stake episode, but it introduced more to the continuity of the the series. Yeah, and I liked how we just got Robin. It it definitely developed Robin. I think uh, I, I, I felt like watching it, this was the first time it really had him as a character. I feel like there's a better Scarecrow episode coming up or at least up ahead because I, I don't know. Like, I thought a Scarecrow was more menacing. Like, the blimp is – the blimp act three in the first time we see him with nothing to fear, that's a that's great. That's a really great third act for the, one of the Batman episodes. But I don't know. I, I've kind of felt the, fear, the, the Scarecrow episodes have been kind of just – a little bit down the road, a little bit. I don't know. Uh-huh. Phil, how about you? What's your uh, what's your, your your boys? I'll give it two boys. Two boys. Two out of five boys. All right. Great bat stuff, gentlemen. Cool bat nation. Be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of fear of victory or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at Batman and Beyond Coolboys at gmail.com. New episodes of Batman and Beyond come out every Tuesday. Also, please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with The Cool Boys Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon, where the Cool Boys have an uncensored discussion about five so cool movies, everything ranging from bods to dongs and all the boners they have given us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast and Facebook group us at The Cool Boys Podcast. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube by searching for The Cool Boys Podcast. And be sure to rate and review us on iTunes at The Cool Boys Podcast. And if you like, you can donate to us on Patreon and receive additional episodes of Cool Boys After Dark and a Cool Boy shout-out on The Cool Boys Podcast that airs every Tuesday. You can find The Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Bizees from Felk. That's Bizees from Ballard. And Bizees from Steven. So cool. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman. And beyond. Oh, 